The offseason is already heating up. We've already had one big move made in the NL East. We're going to talk about all the biggest free agents available this offseason and talk about some names that the Braves could potentially be going after. And as the offseason gets started, there's already a ton of news coming in that we'll get to today. The Braves have a ton of finalists for the big end-of-season awards that we'll discuss. A rumor out there about an offer made to Dansby Swanson in the middle of the year. So a ton to get to on this episode of Locked On Braves. So uh, let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Going to use some of those in today's episode uh, as we're talking about free agents. But also make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Enjoy the conversations there in the comments section. A lot of great comments on these YouTube videos. So join the discussion there if you're not watching live. And got several people already joining this podcast live as well. So looking forward to those conversations in the chat. If you are watching on YouTube, do me a favor. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. It really does help support the show a ton when you do that. Help spread it out. To everybody, we're up over 3,000 subscribers on YouTube now. That's outstanding. Appreciate all the support. And we're going to continue to be here all throughout the offseason, posting episodes daily. So make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Braves. Make sure you're making us your first listen of each and every day. Got people in the chat already saying what's up. Hey, Knox. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jay Melvin. Appreciate you joining the chat. If you haven't joined live this offseason, just about every episode I'm going to do this offseason will be live. So plenty of opportunities for you to come in and join the conversation. Got a lot of news I want to get to at the top today, and then we're going to dive into free agency. I'm going to go through the top free agents out there, and then I'm going to give you the list of the free agents I think the Braves could be targeting. But let's start with this report from John Heyman. This actually came out over the weekend, but I failed to mention it on Monday's podcast. So I want to go back to it because John Heyman mentioned an offer from the Braves during the season at around $100 million. And most people think that's likely five years. There was no uh, years length given in the rumor, in the report from John Heyman. Um, not going to go into more detail about John Heyman, but I'll just say this. That sounds about right. It, I think that's probably a pretty fair offer. One thing we saw from Alex Anthopoulos, just going back to the Freddie Freeman negotiations last year, if he's made his offer, and I feel like he's probably made what he feels is his best offer at this point, He's not really going to budge off of that unless he's forced to. Look, no team really forced him to come off his offer to Freddie Freeman last year. He had no reason to bump it up. And as we saw in the end, the offer he got from the Dodgers was pretty much the same, if not worse. Yeah, he got that sixth year, but because of the tax situation, money-wise, it ended up being about the same. So unless somebody pushes Alex to raise his offer, I think he's going to stay in that $100 million range. And I've been saying all along, I think five, six years at, you know, 110, maybe 120 million tops, I think is what it would take to get Dansby Swanson. And that's as high as I'd be willing to go. 
Look, last year he had a, a 116 WRC plus, really good. He had a 115 WRC plus in 2020. That's in a 60 game sample size. Had a 107 WRC plus in 2016, his first year up. That was in a 38 game sample size. Only once in his career has he had a WRC plus over 100 in a full season. I love Dansby Swanson. Don't take this the wrong way. I have been a supporter for his his entire career, even when everybody else wanted to get rid of him. I love Dansby Swanson. I know what he brings comes you know, outside of the numbers. But let's be honest. Are we paying him based on what he did in 2022 or what we think he's going to do for the next five or six years? Do you think he's going to be a 116 WRC plus player? for the next five or six years and play gold glove defense. If you do pay him 25 million, if you think that's what he's going to be, I would be hesitant in that. And I've already said, you know, to me, 20 million a year is honestly the max I'd want to go on Dansby Swanson. If that defense goes, if his range goes, I just don't see him being, you know, a big offensive threat. Maybe I'm wrong. I honestly felt more comfortable about Freddie Freeman's offensive production later into his 30s than I do Dansby Swanson. And again, I love Dansby Swanson. I want the Braves to re-sign him, but Keith Law throwing out a number of $30 million a year for Dansby Swanson, I just can't see that. I cannot picture that. Maybe my idea of the market and what players are worth right now is just completely off. But I just can't see Alex Anthopoulos. I can't really see anybody going more than 20, 22 million a year for Dansby Swanson. If somebody's willing to do that, um, more power to him and, and good luck to Dansby Swanson with whatever team's willing to give him that money. I do not think it'll be the Atlanta Braves. But I do think five, six year deal and that 100, 110, maybe $115 million range sounds about right. And I think that's probably where things end up settling. I'll be surprised if it's more than that. But again, maybe I'm way off with where the market trend is at the moment. I want to go back and mention, and I talked about this yesterday's podcast briefly at the end. The Braves did make a trade acquiring Sam Hilliard from the Rockies for prospect Dylan Spain. Hilliard plays next year at 29. Left-handed bat uh, was not good in 70 games for the Rockies last year, slash 184, 280, 264 with just two home runs. But at AAA, he slashed 308, 405, 669 with 13 home runs in just 37 games. Very high strikeout rate, over 30% at the major league level. Solid 10% walk rate. You know, if you could keep that walk rate around 10, 12%, get that strikeout percentage down and, and get those, those power numbers up, perhaps there's a little bit of upside there. He did have 10 defensive run saves and just 377 outfield innings in left field. Last year, he can play all three outfield spots. I said this on yesterday's podcast and just based on you know everything else I've read and listening to some other podcasts and reports, I feel like this is Guillermo Heredia's replacement. Um, I feel like the Braves probably going to non-tender Heredia. Uh, maybe they, again, give another $1 million deal. You go into spring training and, and see who kind of wins that job. But for me, this is a a defensive replacement, a guy that can play all three outfield spots, and he gives you a little bit more upside off the bench, a left-handed batter you know, who has some power uh, and, can, and has maybe a little bit more upside offensively than Heredia. So for me, I see this as somebody who's going to compete for Heredia's spot on the bench. Maybe Sam Hilliard is good with the swords. I don't know. We'll have to see. Sam Hilliard is out of MLB options. So again, this is a guy who's going to be in spring training competing for a roster spot. And if he doesn't get it, he's going to be DFA'd. So 
keep that in mind. But Braves, you know, didn't give up much for him. Spain was a 10th round pick in 2021. You know, most likely going to profile as a, a reliever. Perhaps there's a little bit of, of upside there. Had a 5.30 ERA, a 1.357 whip in 56 innings last year at high A. 9.6 K per nine, 2.1 walk per nine are very good numbers. Uh, pitched in 36 games, made seven starts. Tall right-handed guy who I think will ultimately be a reliever. And then finally, late on Monday night, awards finalists were announced as we could have predicted, Rookie of the Year, Michael Harris and Spencer Strider are in there, along with Brendan Donovan. It's all it's gonna Braves are gonna win this one. We know that. If they don't, then they can just throw this award in the trash. But it's either gonna be Michael Harris or Spencer Strider. I think it's going to be Michael Harris because he's a position player playing every day that usually gets the edge over the pitcher. I'd actually vote for Spencer Strider, and I've gone back and forth, but I'm gonna. I'm going to go ahead and throw my my pick out there. I'd vote for Spencer Strider. I get it. The everyday player, you know, gives more weight to that award. But Spencer Strider was historic. He broke the franchise record for strikeouts in a game. He became the fastest player ever, not just rookie, fastest player ever to get the 200 strikeouts in a season. I don't know how you don't vote for that for rookie of the year but then i look at the numbers for michael harris one home run away from a 2020 season you know almost bat hit 300 i mean he's incredible as well should have been a gold glove finalist if not just straight out won the thing um it's a tough choice but i'm gonna give my final pick i'm gonna go with strider manager of the year brian snickers up for it along with dave roberts and buck showalter i think brian snickers should win this as well look dave roberts has the best team on paper it's no surprise it should be no surprise to anyone that they won as many games as they did ran away with that division and i just honestly think dave roberts is not a very good manager i think the dodgers could have done a lot more over this last 10 year span that they've had with a better manager and you can't give it to buck showalter over brian snicker because brian snicker won that division over buck showalter who had a 10 and a half game lead so i gotta think snicker should win that award if it's those three guys i think rob thompson did with the phillies obviously the postseason not included in these votes but even what he did just getting the phillies to the postseason i think he should at least be on this list if not win it but over to those three guys i think i'd have to go with snicker for the cy young award at sandy alcantara julio arias and max freed i was really excited to see max freed be a finalist in here much deserving with the year that he had unfortunate end obviously but max freed was just his brilliant self once again this year. And I'm glad to see him be among those finalists, but this is Sandy Alcantara's award. Everybody knows that at this point, MVP, the only major award the Braves weren't uh, in consideration for Nola Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and Manny Machado. I think it goes to Goldschmidt. I just think the year he had uh, was just crazy. Only reason he maybe doesn't get it. If he, if he splits votes with his teammate Arenado, then maybe Machado wins. I think it's between Machado and Goldschmidt. But I'd go with with Goldschmidt there. A couple other just quick notes. One more on the Braves. Uh, Dale Murphy and Fred McGriff are on the Contemporary Baseball Era Players Committee for the 2023 class. Others on that ballot, Albert Bell, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Don Mattingly, Rafael Primero, and Kurt Schilling. I've kind of given up on the Baseball Hall of Fame at this point. I used to love the Baseball Hall of Fame, but steroids have made it such a mess. It's become the hall of very good instead of the hall of the one per one of one percent of one percent. Um, but I do hope Del Murphy and Fred McGriff get in. I do think they both are very deserving. Um, so they could be joining the hall of fame in 2023 class, two more news items. Then we'll get into free agency. Met signed Edwin Diaz 
for a five-year deal worth 102 million. So first big free agent off the board as the largest contract ever for a reliever. Kind of crazy that Edwin Diaz is just 28 years old. I thought he was older than that. Feels like he's been around a lot longer than that. He'll play next year at 29. Um, well, interesting to see what this means for Kenley Jansen. I saw somebody in the chat asking about uh, Kenley Jansen, and uh, we'll get into that obviously a little bit more later. And then final note, Justin Henry Malloy played in the Fall Star game over the weekend, did go hitless, um, but glad to see him recognized there. We're going to get into more of that once the Arizona Fall League season ends on November 13th. We'll have a full recap of the Arizona Fall League. So a lot of news. We're like two days into the offseason, and we get a ton of news on this Monday. But when I come back, we'll start going through this free agent list. I want to run down the top ones and the ones for the Braves, get to some of yours as well that you think the Braves should be going after. We'll do that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's jump into the list of free agents this offseason. And we could have some more that join this list. Got some player options, some team options that don't have to be decided on until November 10th. Shake Odorizzi, one for the Braves that we're waiting on and crossing our fingers that uh, he doesn't uh, opt in to that player option. Uh, but we're still waiting on that decision. Uh, but the top free agents out there, I just grabbed this. I believe this came from CBS Sports. They had them ranked as Aaron Judge, Jacob DeGrom, Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Justin Verlander, Brandon Nimmo, Carlos Rodon, Dansby Swanson, and Clayton Kershaw. Um, a great list of free agents out there. I don't think the Braves will be in on Aaron Judge. That'd be quite exciting if that's where they want to go for their left field. I think he has to go back to the Yankees. I don't know what the Yankees do without Aaron Judge and kind of what that says for their team and where they're going. Um, but it sounds like it's either the Yankees or the Giants. Jacob deGrom, same thing. I just can't see him leaving the Mets, or rather I can't see the Mets letting him get away. And that just they can't let that happen if they want to compete. Um, but, you know, deGrom did want to test free agency. We'll see what happens. I don't think he's coming to the Braves. I had several people – Ask me that. I just I don't see Alex Anthopoulos doing that, even if it's a two, three year deal at a high AAV. I just don't see that happening. Uh, Carlos Correa. I'm not sure where Correa goes. I don't think he goes to the Braves either. I think for the Braves at shortstop, if they're going to get a shortstop free agent, to me, I think it's either Dansby Swanson or Xander Bogarts. I might, I'm going to go into more depth on that later. And when I'm talking about these free agents, I'm not going to talk about the ones necessarily right now that I think make the most sense. I'm going to do a a whole nother full podcast on the moves I would make if I were Alex Anthopoulos. We're just going through the list here right now. Um, Dodgers got to get one of these shortstops as well. Maybe they get Correa or they bring Trey Turner back, I think. Um, but that market's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if Dansby waits on those players. I talked about it yesterday. I don't think Alex Anthopoulos is going to wait around to see what Dansby wants to do. And if Dansby wants to see you know, where Correa goes, where Turner goes before making his decision, I think Rays may move on at that point. So I uh, got to be, got to take stock of what happened last year with Freddie Freeman. No, you want to be a brave, you better get something done quickly. 
Justin Verlander's interesting one. I kind of picked this when I did the mailbag with me and Grant McCauley as kind of my surprise pick if the Braves were to go sign somebody. Um, I think Justin Verlander stays with Houston. I mean, they just won a World Series there. Again, I don't see them letting him get away. Um, but if the Astros decided, you know, they were they're good, they have a deep rotation, uh, they could probably, you know, compete again without him. Uh, then I think, you know, the Braves would be a nice landing spot there. I've had several people mention Brandon Nimmo for the Braves as well. I guess it makes sense. You get a high on base guy, left-handed hitter. You could plug into left field. It doesn't have a, a very good arm, but played center field for the Mets. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I could take watching him trot down to first base every time he walks, but I guess if he's on your team, you get over it. Uh, Carlos Rodon's one. I'm going to mention in the last segment, I had a ton of people ask me about Carlos Rodon. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is an interesting one to me as well. If the Dodgers don't, bring him back then maybe Alex Anthopoulos does a similar thing with Kenley Jansen brings Clayton Kershaw back on a one-year you know deal 16 20 million I uh, don't think they'll do that since they already have you know Charlie Morton kind of filling that veteran role but could be interesting there already kind of talked about the shortstop so getting into the positions of needs for the Braves shortstop left field DH starting pitcher relief pitchers gonna go through kind of the top targets for each of those positions I already talked about Correa Turner Bogarts and Swanson after those top four, it's Jose Iglesias, it's Elvis Andrus. I mean, it's a big drop-off after those top four. But if the Braves didn't get one of those top four, they didn't want to pay the price for one of those, and they pivot, maybe go get a, an outfielder to fill that need in the lineup, and you you know go with maybe an Arcia or you, you give Von Grissom the shot, maybe you bring in a Jose Iglesias or an Elvis Andrus as kind of a, a stopgap shortstop until you – Maybe feel Von Grissom's ready to take over that role, or you know, you wait to see what other moves uh, develop. But I don't think that's going to happen, but could potentially be an option. Uh, moving to the outfield, mentioned uh, Aaron Judge, Michael Brantley. Um, I know he's getting up there in age. The guy could retire for all I know, but man, can the guy hit! And even this year, before he got injured, he could hit. And I've wanted him for so long for the Braves, and they've missed out on a couple of opportunities in free agency to get him. I thought two times ago when he was a free agent, I thought the Braves were in the mix and perhaps had a shot, and the Astros outbid them. Um, man, I, I, I love Michael Brantley. I know he's getting up there in age, but the guy just hits. I don't care um, you know, if you get him on a, a small deal, obviously maybe a one-year deal with an option. Uh, I certainly would love having a professional hitter like that in the middle of your lineup. Uh, A.J. Pollock, Joey Gallo, had some people mention Joey Gallo, perhaps on a, a one-year kind of bounce-back, prove-it type of deal before going to free agency again. I could maybe see that being an option. Good outfield defense, has some pop. You know, fits right into this Braves lineup, which is pop and strikeout, so perhaps that's an option. Adam Duvall, look, I like that as kind of a, a last resort for me. Duvall's a bench player at this point, but I like the depth. Another guy who can play all three outfield uh, spots and good defensively and has some power from the right side. You know, do you do you pair him with, with Sam Hilliard's? Not like Hilliard's splits are necessarily great, but uh, maybe that's the way that, that Alex Anthopoulos wants to go. Uh, Benintendi, I like Benintendi. I would have been good with the Braves trading for him at the deadline. It's certainly a good option there on base guy. I would not be mad at all with Ben Intendi. I've kind of wanted him for quite a while for the Braves. Uh, Mitch Hanniger, uh, I think would be a solid option as well. We already talked about Nimmo. A lot of people talking about Jack Peterson coming back again to me. He's a bench bat. 
I would love to replace him with Rosario at this point. And look, I'll admit last season, I wanted Rosario over Jack Peterson. I thought Rosario still had the ability to be an everyday player. And I feel like Jack Peterson's just a, a platoon bench guy uh, who's going to get a lot of starts because you face a lot of right-handers. But I would like Jack Peterson to replace Rosario at this point because if they're both just bench players, I would go with Jack Peterson. Uh, Grossman out there as well. The Braves you know, decided they want to bring him back, but I don't think they will at this point again with the move for Sam Hilliard. And Michael Conforto, interesting name as well. You know, Depending on his health, he's a guy last offseason I really liked for the Braves, but he unfortunately was injured. He had that uh, qualifying offer attached to him as well, which I believe should be gone at this point, or it is gone because the draft has already happened, obviously. Um, so that's an interesting name to keep an eye on as well, Michael Conforto. Um, depending on his health, uh, he could be another option there for the outfield. So a ton of outfield options as well. Some really good outfield options on the pitching side of things. There's pretty good starting pitching list here as well. You got DeGrom, Verlander, Rodon, Syndergaard, Kershaw, Evaldi, Grinky, Carlos Carrasco, Shamanaya, Chris Bassett, Tyler Anderson, Taiwan Walker. A lot of really good pitchers there as well. And look, I would not be upset with the Braves you know, getting any of those guys that I just mentioned and creating some more depth and starting rotation. And I've, I've said this offseason, I don't think starting pitching should be necessarily a top priority. I think you can go into next year with the starting pitching depth the Braves have and feel perfectly fine. But, you know, you want to go out and put an exclamation point on it and go get one of those guys I just mentioned, and I feel pretty good about that. Relief pitching market, look, I'm not going to go through all the names here, but I'm just I just wrote down some of the ones uh, that that caught my attention. Edwin Diaz obviously already signed. Roldis Chapman. Um, I got down Roldis Chapman and Craig Kimbrell. You want to get some guys who are Hall of Fame caliber, been the best at their position at one point, but have just completely fallen off the face of the earth. And you get one of those guys on a, a one-year, you know, somewhat low AAV, AAV deal to come back and kind of prove themselves. Uh, wouldn't necessarily hate it. Uh, Kenley Jansen, I've seen several people ask about Kenley Jansen in the chat tonight already. I don't think I don't think Kenley Jansen comes back. Like I don't think the Braves are going to sign another uh, double digit a year reliever. So I don't think they're going to sign any reliever that's going to cost over 10 million a year. I just don't see that being feasible. You already have Rice Iglesias on there making 16 million. I think he's going to be your closer. I don't see and I know I guess you could say Alex did it last year because he already had Will Smith. He was paying $13 million a year and then went and got Jansen for $16 million a year. So perhaps it's not out of the question, but I just, with the other needs you have, you know, I'd rather them see them feel shortstop, feel left field, maybe get a starting pitcher. And then if there's some room left, go get a relief pitcher. Um, so I just don't see it happening. I don't see Alex spending big on another reliever. And I think Jansen is going to get another 12 to $15 million a year type deal, maybe over two years. So I don't think he's coming back for the Braves um, next season. Will Smith out there, back-to-back -back World Series champ. Will Smith, I don't think that's going to happen, but just put that in there for the funnies. Uh, Zach Britton, Corey Knable, Taylor Rogers, uh, Brad Hand is another left-handed reliever. Michael Fulmer, who I wasn't all, you know, I, I would have been good getting him at the deadline as another uh, setup type reliever. Rafael Montero for the Astros, you know, really good stuff. David Robertson, Zach Eflin, and newly free agent Robert Suarez. And I had some people mention him 
as well from the Padres. A uh, really good reliever out there. I think he's going to get a big deal. Maybe get one of the biggest deals for the relievers this offseason. So that's certainly a name to watch. I, I kind of glazed over uh, Zach Eflin, who uh, made a name for himself in the Phillies bullpen at the end of the year, probably earned himself some money. So I know I kind of ran through that list, but I just want to throw some names out there, kind of get them on the board. Like I said, I'm going to do a follow-up podcast, giving you the players that I think the Braves should go after. But that's your list right now, pretty much to start. Uh, when I come back, I want to take some of your comments from the chat section, also some comments from Twitter as well, uh, some players that you would like to see the Braves sign. We'll talk about that next. So on Twitter, got a couple of questions. This one from Jay uh, Jacob1 on uh, Twitter says, Josh Bell, need a backup in case Matt Olson ever gets hurt or needs time off, plus he can DH and a switch hitter. Riley's defense at first was so bad. Olsen couldn't even get a whole day off. Look, the Braves have really never prioritized getting a backup first baseman. They had Freddie Freeman, who played 162, and Matt Olsen, pretty much that same type of breed. I kind of like this idea. I think Josh Bell is going to be too expensive, but I wouldn't mind seeing the Braves get somebody that can actually play first base and can fill in as a DH if needed. I like Josh Bell, but I think he's going to get a bigger deal than to just become a a DH backup first baseman for the Braves. But I like that line of thinking. I just don't think it's going to be feasible to get a Josh Bell type of guy, but I wouldn't mind them getting somebody who can fill in at first base for Matt Olson. Cause you're right. Austin rally looked completely out of sorts. The one game that the Braves put that put him over there. Uh, Trent Trenciarte on Twitter. Great follow on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Uh, he says Mitch Hanniger. I do like the Mitch Hanniger idea as well. Felt like forever. We were writing articles about the Braves trading for Mitch Hanniger. Now he's a free agent. Got a chance to go get him if you want. Uh, Matt Moore was a reliever name mentioned uh, to me last night that I found interesting, that coming from Trent as well. Uh, yeah, Matt Moore. I loved Matt Moore. Remember him coming up with the Rays, thinking he was going to be the next big ace for a long time. Now he's turned himself into a really good reliever. Uh, Jason Reese said Robert Suarez. I think he's going to get big bucks on the free agent market as a reliever. And again, I just don't think the Braves are going to play in that market for a reliever wsfm says left field options duvall aj pollock jock grissom solaire question mark um i i think all those guys are bench guys if you want to go to platoon option and get a couple of those guys perhaps but to me all those guys are bench players at this point uh, wsfm also says any chance of adding a high-end starting pitcher like rodon or more like a mid-level guy like gray or bassett Will they bring Luke Jackson back post Tommy John or, or or friend Jesse Chavez? I could see them bringing one of those guys back, um, but I don't know. I think I could see them maybe bringing Luke Jackson back as kind of a, a prove-it type deal. Um, I could see them bringing back Jesse Chavez as a coach slash player. Uh, your question before that, a high-end starter or more of a mid-level guy, I think if they get a starting pitcher, it's going to be a more of a mid-level starting pitcher i don't think they're going to go after any of the high-end guys which leads to the next one and wsfm mentioned this as well a lot of people on twitter mentioning carlos rodon see some in the comment section as well of those watching live i just don't see it i do not see alex anthopoulos giving a five to six year deal at 25 million a year to carlos rodon who has had so much injury problems throughout his history look he's great i get it uh, he's dominant and you really, again, want to go and put an exclamation point on the starting rotation, getting a guy like Carlos Rodon does that. 
I just think it's I think it's very risky, and all starting pitching signing signings are. But look, I think Alex has been hesitant to lock up Max Freed long term because just of the risk of locking up starting pitchers into their thirties. I just can't see him going after Carlos Rodon, but maybe he'll shock me. Um, what I love that, what I like to have him, yeah. Uh, do I think it's going to happen? No. Um, but a lot of people out there certainly on the Carlos Rodon uh, wagon. We got a lot of comments out here in the chat section today. I probably won't be able to get to all of these, but I appreciate you all joining tonight. Um, try to get through a couple of these. Uh, Z Corp Alpha says we need pitching, not hitting. I couldn't disagree more. I like the pitching of the Braves. I think they need to find another bat for the lineup. Look, I like this time, this team as is right now. I talked about this yesterday. This team right now is a playoff contending team. They're just getting supplemental pieces to add depth and make them, you know, even more of a threat. I mean, I like the offense and the pitching of this team already, um, but I think you do need to feel either shortstop or left field with a big splash. That to me is priority number one. A um, couple of people asking about, do I think the Braves will chase a big pitcher? I don't. Unless it's somebody on a short-term high AAV deal. That's why I, I really don't think Carlos Rodon, a guy who's going to get probably at least five years, I could I could almost even seeing Alex do something more like Verlander or DeGrom on a two- or three-year deal at a high AAV rather than Carlos Rodon at five to six years. He's just not looking to get tied up with that much money for a pitcher over that many years. And again, I know he extended Spencer Strider, but that was buying out a lot of his arbitration years. Um, just looking at a couple of more here. Sorry, I'm going to go through a lot of comments. really do appreciate everybody joining the chat tonight and joining live with me. Uh, I, I do appreciate all the, the, the comments. Joseph Recap uh, says, don't think Grissom's our answer at shortstop. I don't necessarily think he is either. Um, but I would like to see him go back to AAA, see if he can continue to develop that. I've said all along, I hope Grissom stays and becomes that super utility Chris Taylor type guy who can play, you know, you teach him to play left field. He can play all over the infield. I feel like he's going to hit at the major league level. I hope the Braves keep him for that type of role. Guy that plays 130, 140 games a year. You kind of give guys breaks here and there. He fills in if somebody's injured. To me, that's the ideal role for Bond Grissom with the Braves. If you need to put them in a trade to make a major upgrade, like you want to trade for Willie Adamas, I don't know if I'd necessarily give up Grissom in that, but again, if it were for the right piece, uh, I could certainly see him getting traded. Um, Joe Me says, we're going to overpay for someone. We might as well sign Turner for eight years, 240 million. Yeah. I love Trey Turner. One of my favorite players to watch. Don't love him defensively. And I think you just, you got to have somebody who's a plus defender at shortstop, um, especially, you know, going into their, their thirties where his speed, which is one of his biggest assets is most likely going to, to slow down. Um, bring back Simmons, Anderton Simmons got his card behind me over here. Uh, he is my favorite Braves player of all time. Would love nothing more to bring Anderton Simmons back, but I don't know what he does for this team at this point. Uh, I heard a lot of people in here talking about Marcelo Zuna, and I want to mention this. I almost feel like Alex Anthopoulos has to figure out the Marcelo Zuna situation before the offseason can continue. That's a big hole on your budget, uh, a budget that, honestly, it's sitting at $193 million right now, and because of the way the contracts are structured, they're already pushing the luxury tax threshold. 
Um, you make one big signing, you like you sign Dansby Swanson for 20, 22 million a year. And you're you're really pushing that luxury tax threshold, what the Braves have never done. And I know they said they want to be a top five payroll, but are they really going to start paying the luxury tax? It's kind of hard for me to see that happening. But I feel like Alex really needs to try to figure out what he can do with Ozuna, how much money he can save there, if he can save any. And if not, do you just have to cut the guy? Because you got to open up that roster space as well. Because that's another thing. We're going to go over the 40-man roster later in the week roster is tight right now you almost have to make some subtractions before you can make some additions um going through a couple of more comments real quick and then we'll get out of here jay melvin says um jake who do you think will be the braves shortstop in 23 that is the question um i think it's going to be dansby swanson if you you ask me now as you are i think dansby swanson is going to be the shortstop in 2023 look and i could have I could have bet a lot of money. I'm not really a, a, a betting man. No offense to our sponsors, bet online, but I would have bet just about anything that Freddie Freeman would be the first baseman of the Braves in 2022, and that didn't happen. But I just I feel like Dansby Swanson is going to be the shortstop of the Braves in 2023. If I had to predict now, that's where where I would go. Um, but appreciate the comment and the question there. Um. Carlos Rodon is the right answer for the Braves. That from Miguel uh, Frisa on uh, in the comments section here. A lot of people love Carlos Rodon. We'll see. I just look. I would like him. Don't get me wrong. I, I would. I would like to have Carlos Rodon on here. I just don't see it happening. Um, Chase says appreciate the updates. Thank you, Chase, uh, for being here. Appreciate it. Appreciate all of you being here in the chat section, whether here live or in the comments on YouTube. Really appreciate it. Um, Squirrel Jam said, "Is Bauer going to be back?" <laughs> No idea what's going on with Trevor Bauer at the moment, but I believe he is a free agent and available. Um, would not want to get him and, and pair him with Marcelo Zuna in the clubhouse. That's for sure. That's a PR nightmare right there. Emma Poder says, I like Profar, a switch hitter. I, I like him as a utility player. I don't like him as an everyday guy, but you know that pretty much would be replacing Orlando Arcia, I think, as somebody who can kind of play everywhere, can play infield, can play outfield. Uh, I think it would, probably be an upgrade over Orlando Arcia, but I just don't see the need with you already have RC on the team. He's under contract. Um, I just don't see that happening, but I do like, like Profar. Um, see if I can get a couple of more comments here. Um, Amo Poder says, also says doesn't like Gallo at all. I don't love the Gallo situation, depending on what the money is. Um, look, if you get him on a buy low, like I said, prove it type of deal, one year deal, um, kind of similar what the Braves did with Josh Donaldson, although that was a much higher AAV than what I'd be willing to give Joey Gallo, but, um, could see that as a possibility. Um, any updates on Danzy Swanson, and the Braves, since he rejected a hundred million dollar deal, we haven't heard anything on, on that yet. And Braves will most likely extend him a qualifying offer here. Uh, pretty soon. I believe that's on the 10th or the 15th. Um, that'll be coming up here pretty soon. We should see that at least come, come across. Um, <laughs> Chris Kaysen says, Jake, what in the world are we talking about here? Uh, he says, we need Aaron Judge. Um, some Mets live stream today was saying that they are getting Trey Turner and Aaron Judge at the same time. Look, I... And I was listening to a, a Battery Power podcast, a lot of great Braves podcast content out there. I don't ever want you to think you just have to listen to mine. There's a lot of great 
Braves content out there. Um, but I was listening to a battery powered con uh, podcast and they were talking about how, where the Braves are now, they were talking about who's going to be favored in the NL East next year. And they felt like it's going to be the Braves. And I, I, I tend to agree with that, but with all the players that the Mets lost, the point they made is that Braves are, or the Mets are pretty much starting over at, at ground zero. They have to bring players back in just to get back to that level that they were at. Look, they almost have to go out and sign a Trey Turner and Aaron Judge to get back on the level of where the Braves are already at going into the offseason. So they got some moves they got to make, in my mind. They, they already made one big one. They got Edwin Diaz back. I think they got to get Jacob DeGrom back. And then I think they got to make a, a big move for a, you know, a Turner, a Judge, get another bat like that. That's the one thing in that Mets lineup. You know, I know they did a great job battling, getting on base. You know, Certainly that type of hitter. Now, they need a big bat in the middle of that order behind, you know, Lindor and Alonzo. They get one more big bat. They get DeGrom back. I'll, I'll be a little nervous about the Mets for sure. Um, Knox baseball kid says that Swanson's going to Seattle. Uh, I don't see that. Um, I think, I think he comes back to the Braves, but uh, somebody else saying Swanson goes to San Francisco. Uh, another saying Chicago, cause that's where his fiance is. Look again, if somebody wants to give Dansby Swanson more than 22 million a year, I think I just got to let him go and say, you know, congrats and good luck to you. But then what do you do at shortstop? Because every other shortstop free agent is going to be more expensive to that. Then you almost have to go the trade route. Then you have to dig deeper into your prospect pool, which is already very thin. So uh, we'll see what happens. I just would be really surprised if somebody gives Dansby more than that. Um, all right, a couple, couple more here. Uh, a lot more about Robert Suarez. Sean Segura, or Gene Segura is a free agent now as well. I saw that. Um, could be, I don't like him at shortstop. Again, you could add him to kind of that stopgap if you were going to go for that stopgap and maybe try to develop Von Grissom more as a shortstop. Uh, Segura could be on that list with some others that I mentioned, Iglesias, Andrews. Um, Couple, sorry, let's see if we take one more here. See if we got one more um, question out here in the chat. A lot of great comments. Trying to go through some of these. Um, yeah, appreciate you joining Z Corp. Have a great night. Um, yeah, thank you, Chris, as well. Um, all right, looks like that's it as far as the, the questions go. Again, appreciate everybody uh joining all right here's one more from amo poter says jd martinez if ozuna is moved if ozuna is mo moved and you get somebody to eat a good portion of that money then maybe but i don't see them moving enough of that you know to go get somebody like jd martinez just to be a dh in my mind i think you have your dh and william Contreras. um you know, perhaps you go out and get somebody like Jock Peterson to fill that role as well against righties. But I just don't see JD, JD Martinez as a, a great fit necessarily. So appreciate all the comments. Again, whether you're live in the chat or whether you're commenting on the YouTube section below. Going to get a little long here, but a lot of news. The offseason is really picking up, and I'm really excited about it. I love the offseason of baseball. We're going to have a ton to talk about in the coming weeks, days, months. So make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Braves on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. Now for your next listen, go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. They talk about the biggest stories of the day. They give you instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. 
They're available just like this podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at short.ball. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.